thank you for joining us on the Medic Church Podcast. Today we're going to conclude our Unfriended series with a message entitled, How to Deal with Hurt. Don't forget, next week we're starting a brand new series called Relationship Goals. You definitely do not want to miss out on this one. But for today, sit back, relax, enjoy the podcast. All right, let's dive into this today. So uh, we're going to conclude our Unfriended series with a message titled, What to Do with the Hurt. What to Do with the Hurt. And over the last several weeks, we have been diving into this series called Unfriended. How many, again, has been unfriended? You guys on our online campus, you can comment below. We will get those uh, messages and we'll be responding. I can see them. I got my phone. But I know for me, I've been unfriended several times. I've been unfriended several times during this series. And as I begin to constantly work on my relationship, because, hey, when, when your pastor preaches, there's things that, hey, that I can pick up and I can learn and I can apply to my life as well. So I don't just get up here and just preach uh, to, to you guys in our online campus and our podcast folks that listen to us, but I preach to myself. And I like to apply things and, and helps me to be a better person as well. And so over the last few weeks, we have talked about several different things and ad- identifying different areas in our life that need improvement and how not to get hurt and, and, and build up with bitterness as we get unfriended. And so uh, last week we talked about how to deal with drama. Oh, drama. Anybody had any drama this past week? I had some drama. I had a big dilemma whether we, what we were going to do with this snow. And, and I had to watch the drama unfold on the Internet and watching the news reports. Like, it's going to snow. It's going to be 12 feet deep. And then, then I had to deal with the drama of going to the store and getting my bread and milk. Even though we didn't go. But we, we knew that everybody was going to rush out to the store. And they were going to get the bread and they were going to get the milk. Now, I ain't never understood why everybody goes to the store to get bread and milk. <laughs> you, I, I guess they're going to make uh, uh, snow cream is the only thing I can think. I don't know what the bread's for. Sandwiches? Is that what we're doing? Milk sandwiches. Oh, we're getting milk sandwiches. I ain't never had a milk sandwich, but ugh, that just sounds nasty. That sounds nasty. <laughs> But people will rush out to the stores and, and they hear that this storm's coming and, and they're getting what we call prepared. And we gotta get out to the store, we gotta get our bread, we gotta get our milk to have milk sandwiches, as I've been told. But see, what happened is, we've been hearing about how God's coming back, how Jesus is gonna come back for His people. And all of a sudden, we don't get prepared. We don't, we don't take it in. We just like, man, I got time. I got plenty of time. I got time that I can, mm, it's all right. It's all right. That's what people think. And that's what society wants to tell us. And they want to feed you with this drama and saying, hey, listen, you have time. Well, your pastor wants to tell you you don't have time. Don't play around with God. This isn't the time or the season to be playing church. This isn't the time. To deal with this unnecessary drama in your life. This isn't time to play God. 
This ain't a part of my message, but I just want to share that with you guys again. And I want to constantly tell you, don't play around with church. It's time for us to get ourselves back and righteous with God. And it's time for us to manage our relationships with Him. And so today, as I'm digging into this message, how to deal with hurt, a lot of us are hurting. A lot of us have been hurt. Some, I mean, it hurts to be unfriended from Facebook. Sometimes, it, you know, I told you guys, sometimes it's a good thing. Sometimes it's good to be unfriended, but there's times where it hurts, where it cuts deep. And, and it's like, man, what I do to them? What I do to deserve that? And so uh, I, I, I want to take you guys back for the ones who have a form of social media. I know you guys on our online campus, you have a form of social media because you're watching us. If you're watching this podcast later on, you know that you've had some type of form of, uh, of uh, social media. You've had some form, and, and there's things that you sign up for where you'll have to do some of these things. But I want to take you back for a second. To when you originally signed up for your Facebook, for your Instagram, or as I call Insta Hate, maybe you signed up for your YouTube, or you signed up for, you know, whatever you've been signing up for. I'm going to take you back for a second. Everybody ready to go back? Let's go back. So, so I want you to think about some of the funny things that you had to put in there. Maybe you had to put in there your, your funny Email address. I told you guys the other week that, that whenever I first had AOL, my screen name was Tater Tots Rocks 777. And, and I think back to that and I'm like, man, I had, that's pretty funny. I had to sign up for that. And you know, somewhere along the line, some gurus over here sitting back, <laughs> this guy thinks Tater Tots Rock. That's <laughs> something wrong with him. But you're thinking in your mind of what your username was. Some of them were pretty funny, right? Anybody want to, on our online campus, dare to share their funny email addresses? Now, if you like me, over the years, I've had a few different email addresses. Some of them are funny, like the Tater Tots Rock 777. And then I got a more professional one. If you guys want to know, it's Pastor Michael. Or excuse me, it's a, it's a, what is it? Yeah, yeah, it's Pastor Michael at medicchurch.com. That's my professional email address. So, uh, don't, y'all don't spam me now. Y'all don't be spamming me. <laughs> but I remember how funny it was. Typing those long passwords in and how many people still remember their original password? Anybody? Online campus, you guys remember your original password. Now, don't share your password because you like me, you're still using the original password. I can't tell you what it is because <laughs> you'll be hacking in my stuff. But then as you, as you get signed up to places like Facebook, it started to ask you some questions in there. Where did you go to school? Where did you go to college? Where do you live? Where have you lived? And then it asks you some different things like some interests. What's your favorite bands? What's your favorite TV shows? What's your favorite movies? Is all this coming back to some of your minds? This crowd over here, because we canceled in-person church, they, they just... <laughs> what about y'all, my staff? Y'all, y'all, y'all remember some of these things that you put in there? Some of these silly interests? <laughs> They're like, oh, Lord. <laughs> but see, the reason why Facebook asks us these questions... 
It's because they want to connect us with people of the same interest. It wants to connect us with people that, hey, these are who went to your high school during this same year. There's some people I went to school with and I'm like scrolling through Facebook and it pops up and it says because you guys had the same interest of liking the high school I went to. And I'm like, I don't even remember who they are. And I had to go find my yearbook and sure enough, there they are. They graduated the same year well, I was in and I had no idea who they were. But obviously they doing good because they got a church and they doing awesome and all this good stuff. But see, and that's what it, and it based on what our answers are, who it connects us with. And that's a good thing. And then I, I, I like when you hit the next button. And you go, and, and the next part was exciting. Because now you're registered. Now you're in the system. And all of a sudden, that profile pops up. <laughs> and then, it's got that little thing up there in the top left-hand corner, and you get to click it. And you get to add your picture. <laughs> Who in here remembers their first picture on Facebook? <laughs> this is back before filters were filters and they were good. You, you remember yours? <laughs> all the selfies are in the mirror. You had all these different types of pictures going on. And Toss is like, uh-huh, duck face. <laughs> and so we'll have to get that and we'll have to post that later. But, but <laughs> if anybody dares to share their Facebook picture, original Facebook picture, we will show them. <laughs> Your, the pastor will show those things because he likes. I'll laugh with you. I'll find mine and I'll put it up there too because I'm. I will never ask to do something I wouldn't do myself. <laughs> so, but who remembers that? You know that that was fun. It, and then you had to pick the perfect one. Like Tasha said, I had to get the camera just right. I had to get that right side, the duck face. Mm, the, you know, and it took her like thirty minutes. And then she like took 1,200 pictures because she just couldn't quite figure out the right one that she wanted. <laughs> she's got to cut the camera. All right, y'all quit Justin. Find your answers now why you had to do it. <laughs> so, but that was exciting times. It was exciting. And then all of a sudden you scroll down a little bit. Then you get to start adding people. Ooh, ooh, I gotta have my best friend. I gotta have my spouse, my hubby, my girl. I gotta add them up in there. Ooh. Then some of you say, ooh, there's my mom and daddy. <laughs> I don't think I want to put them on there. I don't think I want them knowing when I'm over here posting on my Facebook or Instagram. <laughs> but you, but it was exciting. Get to see this. And, and, and what, what I remember is, is I get to add people that I was like, ooh, I went to school with them, but man, they got me in trouble. I remember these things. And it's good to connect with people. And then you remember all these things like Farmville. Oh gosh, <laughs> Farmville. Y'all remember Farmville? Online campus, do you remember Farmville? You're getting all these people who are sending you invitations to play Farmville. And how many of you denied, 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 and they kept sinning and sinning and sinning and sinning? I still think if I go far enough in Facebook, I can still see requests from the old Farmville. And then one day, you get the noticing on your friends list that you had 57 friends. And all of a sudden, it done went down to 56. 
And all of a sudden, you're just like, who unfriended me? Who done took me off the Facebook? And you go in there and you're like, oh, it was Trina's sister, Sally Sue. It was, I knew she was trouble. I knew she didn't like me. I don't know what I did to her. That jerk, she's mean. Can't take it. Ah, mean woman. <laughs> but some people, it deeply hurts them. When they see those numbers drop and they try to figure out, what did I do to them? What did I do so wrong? What did I do? And see, that leads me to facts of life. And so I want to give you fact of life number 4,734. It says friends are awesome. Who had, who in here has some good awesome friends? Who loves their friends? Who has their best friend buddy tagged on the Facebook right now? <laughs> who in here, <laughs> I just said I did there, <laughs> tag your friends. But anyway, who in here has awesome friends? They do everything with, they go out to eat with them, they go on vacation with them, they're the ride or dies. <laughs> they're awesome. And it's true. And Facebook makes it even better. It makes it easier for us to connect. I know I have some good friends. I don't get to see them a lot, but I get to connect with them through Facebook. I get to see how their family is growing. And it's really cool because they're amazing. And what's even better is they're not fake. They're not just made up digital friends that have just an added up number on Facebook. And see, what's cool about it is these are people who could be relatives, relatives of ours. I remember that my cousins are, are really cool. We're, we're, you know, not, not as close as we used to be because obviously we live so far away, but, but I have some really cool life experiences with my cousins. I have some really cool, confident information I've instilled with my good friends. Friends are awesome. But then there's fact of life number 4,735. And this is it. Friends will eventually let you down. How many in here has your friends ever let you down? Anybody? Anybody want to own Facebook, uh, uh, online campus? Any of your friends ever let you down? I've been let down so many times in my life by people I thought were my best friends. I thought that I had everything I could find in them and I gave them information and I instilled in them and I trusted them only to be let down. That's because friends are people. I always tell you guys, you know, don't put your full trust in me because I'm a man. I'm a, I'm a person of God and I love God and I'm a, I would never do anything intentionally, but I will let people down. I'll do everything in my power not to. There's times that I will let you down. There's times that our friends, you know, I, I remember when we moved from Mount Airy to Pilot, it was just me, Tasha, and a couple other folks on one day that moved. Because I thought I had people that I could call on and I thought were going to be there for me, but they weren't nowhere to be found. They let me all alone. <laughs> because... We rely on people. It's like a, it's like a tree that's standing there. That's good. When you're tired, you can lean up against it. But sometimes those trees that you're leaning against it will fall. 
Sometimes when you, when you have your full trust and reliability into this tree to hold you up, sometimes it falls down. Sometimes it lets us down. And let's just face it. Sometimes people, they just suck at life. Some of our friends, they just straight up, they suck. <laughs> you just thought you could rely on them, but man, they just, they horrible people. <laughs> Trina, even though you're fake, you're a nice person. I like you. <laughs> but, but see, sometimes people just write out, will just do you wrong just to be doing you wrong. They're just, that's how some people in their minds, that's how they act. That's how they want to be. I don't know why. They just do. But see, Proverbs 25 and 19. I like this. Depending on an unreliable person in a crisis is like trying to chew with a loose tooth or walk with a crippled foot. Now, that's true right there. Y'all know how hard it is? Chew with a loose tooth. Woo! <laughs> oh, it hurts. It's painful. It's terrible. But see, when you depend on people the most, when you need them the most and you're expecting them to be there and you're expecting them to be that person you can lean into, you're holding on and you're trusting them. But that unreliable person in that time will make you fall. And it'll be like chewing with the loose tooth. Or walking with the crippled foot. I remember one time I hurt my ankle because I tried to play basketball <laughs> later on in life. Later on in life, when you try to play basketball and you're as big as I am, sometimes it's not good to try to run. <laughs> Whew. Your pastor's doing good in his weight loss program. I'm 20. Ooh. I'm 31 days into it. I'm doing good. <laughs> oh, Lord, help me. Keep tearing for me. But, but I remember I was playing basketball and I love basketball. It's my favorite sport other than golf. And I was running. This guy took the ball from me. He tried to tease me a little bit, and I run after him. And I run, and I run, and I got him. I got to him. I about, <laughs> about created a wall, <laughs> a new wall. But I took at him. My, my, I got done running. My ankle was hurting. And it was hard for me to walk. It's hard for you to walk around with people in your life that's constantly breaking you apart. You're trusting these people to be there, and they're not. I want to tell you guys, find you some real, true, reliable friends that you can instill in and trust. Now, Pastor Michael, you tell you said don't put your whole trust in people because they let you down. Absolutely, people will. I'll tell you this. There's a lot in my life that a lot of people don't know about. <laughs> and why don't they know? Because it's just people I don't trust to tell things to. There's struggles that your pastor has had in his past that he ain't just going to openly tell people. Why? <laughs> I don't need y'all to know all my stuff. I don't need you to know my junk in my trunk. <laughs> Filing cabinet, it stays in there. Because we set it on fire and put it left it up to God. But anyway, find you people that you can rely on and instill in. Woo! Find out where I'm at. <laughs> Psalms 55 and 12. We'll go there. So when we look at David, King David in the Bible, man, he had it going on. David was was what we call a man after God's own heart. David loved God. David seeked after God. See, let's see what the scripture says here. Not an enemy who taunts me 
can bear that. I can, I can bear the enemy that taunts me, that speaks these things. I can deal with that. And it's not my foes who so arrangedly insults me. I can hide from them. I can hide from people who talk bad about me and insult me, say, hey, I'm never going to be good enough. I can hide from these people. <laughs> but see, I like this. Instead, it is you, my equal, my compassion, my compassion, I mean, my companion and close friend. What good fellowship we once enjoyed as we walked together to the house of God. See, David was saying, I can handle people who run their mouth about me, who talk bad about me out here, don't even know me. I had people say, Pastor Michael, my name ain't coming, Pastor. They said, Michael, <laughs> you crazy. You're starting a brand new church. You'll never make it. You'll never succeed. You're just doing this because of this. Okay. <laughs> I can, I can, I can take that. I, I'm doing what God's called me to do. I don't, whatever you want to say, whatever. I can have people don't even know me say, hey man, I don't like your church because of this. I don't even know who you are, but okay, that's cool, whatever. You know, we pray for you. We hope the best for you. But what I can't take is people that are close to me who I used to hold arms with and we'll walk into the battle gates of the fire together and they criticize me and they break me down and they beat me down. See, these people I used to lean into and I used to trust in are some of the ones I no longer see. I had pastor friends that I thought had my back and call and I trusted in. And guess what? They're nowhere to be found. They're nowhere to be. And, and I always question myself and question and saying, what did I do to have this betrayal in my life? What did I do? Why, why is this such a bad thing that we want to start a brand new work for God in Pilot Mountain, North Carolina? Why is that such a problem? Why is that an issue? And, and, and I asked myself, why did I deserve to be treated like this? And, and, <laughs> and it hurt. And it hurt. It's, and I just brought out to tell you, it sucked. Your pastor is real. You know, we tell you all the time here at Medic Church, we're real and that's how we're going to be and that's how we're going to preach the gospel. It's being real. But it sucked. It, it was terrible knowing I had pastor friends. Talking junk. But see, <laughs> and it hurt deep. But I got good news. <laughs> if you're asking these questions, maybe to yourself. Hey, I had somebody do me the same way. I, I had somebody do me the exact same way that you're doing, but it was just a different scale. I had friends and family doing me the same way. You're not in this walk alone. And see, the Bible tells us a lot, and it has a lot to say about this, and it has to, and Jesus tells us all the time that He knew what it was like to be alone. He knew what it was like to be in the garden praying and seeking after God because He knew what was getting ready to happen in His life. He was getting ready to go to Calvary. He knew the ending results. And He goes in the garden with the disciples and He's praying. And he's seeking after God and, and he's there and he's praying. And it says in the Bible that he prays so hard that his sweat turned to blood. And, and, and all of a sudden, 
Jesus noticed that he got up from praying and he goes to the disciples and the disciples were asleep. <laughs> and I like what he does here. He wakes them up and he's like, can't you pray with me for one hour? Can't you be with me for one hour? Can't you support me for one hour? This is getting ready to happen. Something big is getting ready to pass in my life. And you guys are over here asleep. You, I'm your teacher. I'm your follower. You should listen to my words that I've been speaking over your lives. But yet you choose to be asleep. Crappy of them disciples, don't you think? <laughs> we always talk about people in the Bible. Man, they get a bad rap. They get a bad They just, man, they did this, they did that, they did that. (laughs) But see, we can learn from their mistakes. We can learn how to handle different areas in our life because of what the disciples went through and how they dealt with things. See, Jesus, I want you guys to know, and and I've seen, I see a lot of stuff on Facebook, but did you know that Jesus... Jesus now, the man of mans and the king of kings and the Lord of lords. The best teacher that you could ever have. Talk about God's word and what he's done, perform miracles better than anybody else because he was the man that done it. Did you guys know that Jesus, the superstar, the man, was betrayed? Sold out for silver. Sold out. He was betrayed. He was, he was, I mean, these guys were close. It ain't like they just met. Hey man, what's happening? You met one time, now you best buds. You had a, you know, Coca-Cola and your best buds. Ah, you're eating, you know, chips and salsa. Well, like it's a one-time deal. It was a bonding relationship that they had throughout the years. And all of a sudden, Jesus was betrayed because the silver was more important. They were sold out. And I'm sure Jesus was hurt. He was deep down in his life, in his moment, he was hurt and crushed by this. I want y'all guys to know, I said this a while back, and I'll probably catch heat from it again, but I thank God that there was a Judas. Because if they wasn't a Judas... That come up and betrayed Jesus, guess what? Salvation wouldn't have happened. Jesus wouldn't have went to the cross. But I thank God for Judas. I thank God that there was a Judas in our, in our history and in our lives that come across that betrayed Jesus so he could go to the cross and die for me and you so I can live forever in paradise. It's biblical. I mean, it's the biblical truth right there. So if you want to question me, call me out. I don't care. <laughs> come talk to me. See, we have to understand that people mean well. But no one can be counted on to do the right thing all the time. See, Jesus had the disciples. They, they, they were, they probably meant well. They probably meant well when they went into the garden and we're going to pray. Yeah, Jesus, we'll pray with you. That sounds good and it means well. And they were there, but sometimes it just happened. Oh man, we fell asleep. We were tired. Sometimes you don't always, people don't always do the right things all the time. I always tell our girls, you know, we're walking down the road and we'll see a piece of paper or, or something there and, and we'll say, okay, we're going to do the right thing. 
And we'll pick that thing up and we'll throw it away. Because that's the right thing to do, right? Now, I'll be honest with you, there's times that I've seen stuff laying on the side of the road. I'm like, I ain't touching that because I ain't getting no oogie boogies. I don't have no club. <laughs> but it's not the right thing to do. What's the definition of integrity? It's doing the right thing when no one else is looking. Your pastor has good integrity. <laughs> and I'll tell you, I've had a lot of, a lot of hardships in my life, but my integrity has always been a priority to me. My name and my word has been important to me. I have walked off a job because my name and integrity was more important to me than the job was. And that's life fact of Michael. <laughs> All right. Let's see where we're at here. And so, so sometimes we have to choose to meet them where they are if they're not willing to meet us halfway or meet you halfway. And what do I mean by that? Sometimes people want to come in your life and they say, Hey man, I see you over there. <laughs> I see what you got going on. I see what y'all doing over at Medic Church. And, and, and we, we, we halfway, we halfway there with you. We halfway. <laughs> you know what I can't stand? People tell me they'll come to my church, but I don't ever come. <laughs> can't stand that. Why won't you come to my church? Well, I'm going to come. I'm waiting the COVID's over. Well, let's just face it. <laughs> Never mind, I almost said something. I won't go there. But uh, COVID's not going away, guys. That's just a fact. Here at Medic Church, we clean. We got masks available if you want it. And if you want to come wearing a mask, that's cool. We, we cool with that. We got hand sanitizer. We like how we clean this place each and every day or week. Every time we're here, we spray it. We, if we're over here doing work, we spray it, we clean. Quit making excuses. Pastor, why are you talking like that? Because we try to tell people. They see where we're at. Pastor Michael, you knew. You knew church. You started back in March last year right before the pandemic started. You crazy for starting the church. Then you crazy for trying to run the church during the pandemic. Guess what? We've seen life's changed. I have people right now that they help and support the church because they live so far away. But they still love and see what we're doing. And they, and they want to help us. I'm losing people on Facebook. That's okay. But you know what? We try to accommodate the best we can on every situation. We try to meet people halfway. And people just still, still, nah, we ain't going to back you. Just think, they were people in the Bible doing Jesus the same way. They were doing Jesus the same way. Pretty messed up. Now, I ain't no Jesus. I don't plan to be Jesus. I don't plan to be the best around. But I'm going to tell you, I preach God's word. And I give it my all each and every week. And I will do anything and everything that I can to spread the, word, the message of God to anyone, I, to anyone and everyone I meet. Because I feel like that God's got a calling on my life and your life that we can share the news of what God's done in each one of our lives. We're going to run through this. <laughs> and sometimes, whew, be honest about your hurt. Your pastor's being honest. It hurts me when you tell me you're going to come to my church and you don't come. Hey, man, we're going to come. <laughs> we're going to come and we're going to bring all our family 
And then I never see you for months and months and months. I ain't never seen some of you. And I like this. So be honest about your hurt and be willing to accept the level of friendship they're about to offer. I don't know where to stand on that screen, but be honest about your hurt and be willing to accept the level of friendship they're about to offer. All right, so I'm good with the friendships that we got. I'm good if you say, hey, man, we're going to come to your church. That's fine. If you don't, that's cool. Hey, watch us online. I'm cool with that too. <laughs> I'm in the acceptance phase that I know. This, when we started this thing, I tell you guys all the time, I know better than the church across town, down the street, or in another state, another county, whatever. I know better than anybody. I know that we are going to be able to be able to reach people that other churches aren't going to be able to. I know people are going to walk through our doors and they're going to fall in love with this place. Not me, but this place and what God's doing. And I also know people are going to walk in and walk back out and never come back. And that's okay too. But we want you guys to get plugged in and connected and build a relationship with God. That's what we're about here. We believe that we're a church where everyone belongs. We're in a church where, where we accept anybody for who they are. We know everyone in here and everybody that, that steps in our doors comes from a different background. And what's cool about that is we're all unique. We all have special gifts. We all have a bunch of things in common. If you look at our logo, we designed our logo with a purpose and a reason why we've done it. When we designed the letters M-E-D-C, not the I, but the M-E-D-C, we intentionally made them look broken and dinged up and beat up because all of us at some point in our life have been broken, have been hurt. And then we symbolize the band-aid in the eye because we know that God can heal people. He can restore the brokenness in our lives. That's why we want to come together as one body so God can, can restore the brokenness in our lives. And, and it means a lot to me because we know that, that people, when they come in here, we don't have special powers, but I know the man that can touch and heal any problem in any situation in anyone's life. That's why we put there, and I tell you guys, and we do really mean this in our house, the band-aid in our house is to correct all. So anytime the girls get a boo-boo, we stick a band-aid on it. It fixes everything. And the same way with ours is we know the band-aid and God can fix everything. And then the heartbeat symbolizes that we want to be the heartbeat of the church. We want to be the heart in what runs this thing and drives this thing. Because we know that, that we want to have people to get their relationships and get the brokenness in their lives restored. I want to encourage you to know what I'm bringing to the table. When you come to this church, I'm going to tell you that we love you. If you leave here and you don't feel loved, you come talk to me. And we'll find out what the problem is and we'll address it. <laughs> if you come to this church, you're going to get a life-giving message. And what I mean by that is when we speak these words, we want to give you life. We want to give you the tools necessary to restore brokenness in your life. I don't care what background you come from, what you got going on in your life, our doors are open. Pastor Michael, why, why, why are you saying that? Why, why you want people coming to your church that are addicted to drugs? Or they, they, they a prostitute or, or, or they, they an alcoholic or, or whatever they may have going on. Why you, why, why you want them people coming to your church? 
Why won't I come to my church? Because I know God can do more in a moment than I could do in 10,000 lifetimes. I know that, that if you'll come into this house and, and you'll come into, well, Pastor Baca, you're just in a building. That's right, it's just a building, but the church isn't the building. The church is us that makes up the building. We are what drives this thing. If you'll come in here and you'll give your whole self to God, your life will be changed. I don't have magic powers, and I'm not telling you I have any magic powers that, that can just sprinkle some water or, or sprinkle some anointing oil or, on you. And, and I, I don't have anything other than the God's power that He's given me. If we, if we pass my, y'all lay hands on people. If y'all want me to pray for you, and I'll, I'll do it all day long. We have anointing oil here, and I will pray for you, and I'll anoint you, and I will pray over you. Because God in me is more than anything else in this world. Anything. So that's what I'm offering up. I'm offering it to you guys to know that you're going to come in here and you're going to be loved. (laughs) And I'm not just going to meet you halfway. I'm going to meet you at the door. Unless I'm up here preaching it, it's kind of hard. (laughs) It's cold outside. It snowed today. It's raining right now from what I can tell. I will go out there with an umbrella and I'll walk you in if that's what it takes because that's what's important to me. Showing you the same love that God shows us. And that, Pastor Michael, you mean you love me enough you're going to stand out in the rain in the cold freezing? Yes, I do. This isn't a message trying to get you to, to, to get you to come to my church. I, I hope you all will. And I know, some, you know, we're not having in person today, but, but, um, I encourage you all to join us here at our main campus. I know last week we had a few people that's been following us on social media and they've just been popping up in here. It's great. I love it. So love always the best about the other person. And it's generous when the other person be, and it's generous when the other person isn't always their best. Who knows that sometimes we have bad days. Sometimes we just wake up on the wrong side of the bed and we feel like Trina and we're just mad at everybody. We just, we just can't take it. Sometimes people aren't at their best. I always tell my team, I said, listen, even if you have an off day, come in here and put a smile on your face. And we'll pray about it and we'll seek after God about it. And, 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 and sometimes it, 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 we see that people aren't having a good day, but we reach out our arms and we wrap them around and say, hey, it's going to be okay because you're in God's presence. And because we, again, we know God can do more in a moment than we can do in a lifetime. And I want to close with this. So what to know, what to do with the hurt. Pastor Michael, you don't know what they did to me. You don't know how they treated me. You don't know, you don't know word for word what they said about me. <laughs> See, understand that people mean well. Understand that they mean well, but no one is always going to do the right thing. No one person is always going to do the right thing all the time. Sometimes you got to meet people halfway. Hey man, I understand you got this going on in your life, but hey, I'm gonna take you in, I'm gonna love you, but we're gonna, we're gonna pray for you, and we're gonna believe with you, and we're gonna meet you. <laughs> and be willing to accept the level of friendship that they have to offer. You know where we stand, you know where your friendships are standing. If you're a friend with me, and, and anybody that knows me, and for any length of time, knows that I'll go uh, as far as I can, above and beyond, as long as I'm physically not able to. You need help moving something, you call me up. Unless I am physically tied up and unable to, I will be there. I've, uh, 
Interesting. <laughs> Messed me up. My wife will tell you there's been times that people's called me. And they call me up and say, hey, man, can you help me with this? And I'll drop everything I'm doing to go help them. It could be 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. My phone will ring. Hey, man, I got this going on. Can you be there? I'm there. Why? Why do I do that? Because I had a lot to offer. I still have a lot to offer. And that's why when I come here, I'm not afraid to clean the toilets. I'm not afraid to vacuum the floors because I'm not above it. Pastor Mike, why are you talking like this? Because I've had people to hurt me in my life. I've had people to tell me that I wasn't good enough for God. I had people tell me that I wasn't going to make it. I had people tell, tell me I would be better off dead than I would be alive. I've had people to tell me that my relationship with God meant nothing. But I'm going to tell you that I love God more than anything in this world. Any more than any possessions in this world. I love God and I will go the distance to go after God in His heart. Two things really, really quick. First Romans 12 and 18. If it, is, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Live, try to live at peace with things in this world. Know that, that there's people in this world that's going to be different than you. It's okay. People have different areas and different life backgrounds, and it's okay if people are different. It's okay if people have a difference of an opinion. Just because you have a difference of opinion doesn't mean you're right or doesn't mean you're wrong. It's okay if you disagree with somebody. It's okay if you put something on Facebook. I, I, t- I tell you this. When, when I talked to my team, I told them. And we filled out some paperwork. He said, one of our leadership qualities and one of our leadership things is watch what you post on Facebook. Well, Pastor, why, why are you t- t- trying to dictate what they do on their, on their personal life? Well, listen, I ain't trying to dictate what they do. I said, but you got to be careful what you post. you got to be careful what you say. Because people, like we talked about last week, they get offended by everything. And they get upset about things. But I told them, I said, if you have to question it, if you have to put something on there and you have to question whether you should be posting it or not, you probably shouldn't post it. That's a big way how you get deleted off Facebook. That's a big reason why you get unfriended. That's how it happens. It's, it's because you get on there and you put something in a moment. You're like, oh, I, this is going to feel good. This rage is going to come out. I know it's going to hurt deep. I know it's going to cut them to the core. I'm going to get them back for what they've done to me. <laughs> but sometimes we just need to step back. Take that deep breath. Before we hit that post button, there's been several times in my walk and in my life that I've put things in there and I've had to hit that backspace button. I've had to delete what I put in there because you don't need to cause any more unnecessary drama in your life. Quit trying to figure out how to please everybody. Try your best to live at peace according to Romans 12 and 18. And, and here in Psalms uh, 55 and 22, give your burdens to the Lord and He will take care of you. He will not permit the godly to slip and fall. See, when we're in God and we're giving our, our whole self, not just a portion, not just a finger, our whole self, if we give Him our all, He's not going to let us slip and fall. 
And, and hey, well, listen, Pastor Michael, I've been, I've been living up for Jesus. I went to church every week. I served in every ministry area. I, I was the most godliest person that you can find. What you're saying here, I won't slip and fall, but I slipped, Pastor Michael. I've messed up. I, in this scripture, you're saying he will not permit them to slip and fall. I'm going to tell you, that's what the enemy wants you to do. He wants to distract you. And he wants to get in your mind and tell you those prayers that you prayed, that God, that you served, that you were on fire and you were anointed for God at that one time. The devil's going to tell you that it meant nothing. And, and, and there's going to be times where, uh, man, I fell. I messed up. I'm not being the, the church going person I, I once was. I, I didn't, I'm, I'm not that person anymore. Today is a new day. Today is a day where you can renew that calling. You can renew that fire. You can get that next spark in your life. Again, we have no magical powers here. But how do you deal with the hurt? Give it to God. Sometimes it's best to forgive and forget. Sometimes it's what we got to do. I don't know where you're at right now. And if you're listening to this podcast later on, I want to pray today. I want to pray over you. And, and then we're going to go into a sinner's prayer. And again, the devil's going to tell you that your prayers mean nothing, but they mean everything to God. And I believe that, that today the hurt in your life can be fixed. And all you have to do is give it to God. Let's pray today. Father God, I thank you so much for this day. God, I, Amy, thank you for the snow, God. God, it's beautiful. God, it's, it, it is cold, but God, it, it's so nice to see it. your creations. God, I want to pray over each and every person today, God. God, that's watching on our online campus, Lord. And God, I'll watch this, or listen, or watch this podcast later on. Lord, I pray over them. God, there's hurt in each and every one of our lives. God, some people deal with it better than others, God. But God, there's still that hurt in our lives. And God, we want to give it to you. God, you take our lives, heal our lives, and mold us, God. God, help us to forgive. Help us to bring things to you, God, and leave it there. Leave it at the altar, God. God, don't let us just, as we're walking back out, pick that back up and take it with us, God. God, help us to leave it there. God, I want to pray over everybody that you will find things in their life and expose it to them that they need to correct because God, the day in this age that we're living in is not the time to be playing around with church or you. God, guide us and guide our steps. And God, if somebody don't know you today, I'll let them know all they have to do is pray this simple prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I know I messed up, but God, you said that you wouldn't let me slip or fall, but God, I may have slipped and fallen down. But I know you're there to pick me right back up. Help me to live each and every day to my best. And don't let the enemy distract me from you. In your name I pray. Amen. We want to remind you, if you need special prayer, you can submit a prayer request online at www.medicchurch.com. Our team is standing by ready to pray and believe with you that God will meet each and every need. All right, we'll see you soon.